You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. internet peeps welcome to another edition of big trouble and little podcast i am joe dubs and i'm andy and this is our day fucking view of streaming on youtube i, I almost said on youtube but we've we've been oh, on did you. Like, what? yeah day 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 of something i thought you were gonna say this is our day of judgment <laughs> day of judgment this is where we live or die yeah, so this episode is 40. It's monumental because we're at the big 4-0, which means we're 10 away from the big 5-0. Which, which means we're 10 away from the big 6-0. Yes, and which means in two months, it'll be a year since we started this podcast. So, I mean... That's a big thing for at least us because usually it's like eight months and it's like life gets in the way. Yeah, usually I make like two podcasts and then I say, "Oh, I hate podcasts." <laughs> uh, and life got in the way in pretty much recording this episode because uh, yeah, but we fought back. We made it happen. Yeah, things happened, and then you know we just go with the flow. That's why we usually don't have a set uh, time yet on when we're recording this because life can be difficult anyway Thursdays, though. yes it will be thursdays it's a matter of what time on thursdays but we'll be here um what the hell have you been playing or doing andy well i haven't really watched a lot i've been in video game mode lately um i watched um well, this is weird. It requires a bunch of background, but there was a anthology movie made in Japan called Short Piece by Katsuhiro Otomo, and he's done a bunch of other like anthology movies with a bunch of other um, artists and stuff like that. And he made one called Short Piece in like 2008 or, nine or something like that. But mm. one of the uh, one of the shorts, instead of being a short, an animated short was a video game created by Goichi Suda, Suda51. But the movie came out in the United States, but the game never did. So I had to import the game from Europe, where you know it was translated in Britain. And I played and beat it, and then I watched Short Piece again, because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of video games, by the way, is that is that it, by the way? Pretty much. I mean, like I said, I played some other games, but it's not worth talking about. Oh, I played a bunch of random video games. Yeah. You're going to be seeing a lot less video game talk on this side of the podcast. It's because we are splitting up uh, both movies and gaming from Big Trouble Loop Podcast. Big Trouble Loop Podcast will only have movies and movie talk and maybe some TV in there. I might throw some TV shows that I've been watching. Been watching Designated Survivor, which is canceling, by the way. Fuck. 
I might, I might throw in some some pornography, some of the porn I've been enjoying. Yes, pornography. That's great. V- VR porn. A little sidetrack before I go into our podcast that we're going to be doing. Uh, me and my brother brought the Oculus Rift. So, so I'm going to be probably doing some streams on uh, my gaming channel, which is Game Journal, which I haven't done yet, anything yet. <laughs> it's one of the projects I'm working on. Uh, so I'm excited to do that. There's some games I want to play. And Oculus Rift is more easy to set up than the Vive. Vive, you have to put like fucking sensors in the room and shit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. But anyway, um, every other week we're going to be like alternating uh, podcasts. And our new podcast for gaming is called Escape from SideQuest. And yes, it's another John Carpenter <laughs> and another Kurt Russell film that we're yeah. us- using the title of. You got a scheme. Yeah. So, you know, on that side, uh, I figure we do some gaming news. Uh, we still need to talk about what we're doing on that side of the podcast, but our first episode is going to be next week, and we are going to be talking about E3 predictions. So prepare for that. And Andy's already started the the Google Doc that I made for our predictions. Yeah, I'm not done. I'm still I'm thinking on it. I'm trying not to put a bunch of shit that's like, oh, I read an article that this was a rumor. I'll just use that. I want it to be my main thing. Mm-hmm. And on, as you can see on YouTube in the stream, I also say it on the podcast and Big Trouble and LittlePodcast.com. I did set up some forms that you guys could fill out for each show. So like EA Games, uh, Sony, Microsoft. You can give your two uh, reasonable predictions, your two wishful predictions, and what uh, we'll close out that show, and then we'll compare it on the on uh, the new podcast. Obviously, when E three happens. But uh, Andy, do you have anything to say about our new podcast? Uh, it's it's gonna be good. Oh, let's let's have a live discussion here right now. What would you want to see on that podcast? Um, I mean, you won't be able to see anything. It's a podcast. Yeah, but I mean, there might be some streams that will be on YouTube. I mean, there's always going to be a format of us talking, but I figure sometimes we might have like the little co-op games going on. Would that sound interesting to you? Yes. So like maybe some Splatoon? <laughs> Splatoon's on. Well, yeah, part of it's co-op. Yeah, and uh, we both have Sony, so there are probably some games that we could co-op on. Yeah, it's definitely. I definitely want us to be a little different than every other gaming podcast out there. I don't want to be like, well, this is the news, guys. Uh, you yes. know, Sony's bringing out this. We want to have something that's outside the box, kind of like this one a little bit. Like this one, we watch a movie, we discuss it, and that's it. So we'll find our own niche. But anyway, what I've been doing this week is Quake Gaming. So out of nowhere, I was like, hey, is that Quake browser game, Quake Live, still <laughs> around? And I looked, and it's not there anymore. So I forgot that during one of the Quake Cons I bought on Steam, like the QuakeCon bundle, which was like 50 bucks for all the Quake and Doom shit. 
and Quake and my friends like Quake Three is the best Quake. And I tried it, and I was like, "Holy shit! I forgot how good Quake was." And then I looked at my email, and I saw that Quake Champions, uh, there was a code for me, and I played that too. And it's pretty much Quake with like heroes for like, like kind of like what Overwatch and uh, Heroes of the Storm is. That's e- weird. Yeah. So what are the heroes? Are they like the Doom Marine and stuff like that? Yeah, it is like a Marine kind of dude. Uh, that's the only one I got, by the way. I got like the lowest part. And it's not like an expensive game. It's like 30 bucks. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know what the other heroes do. They all have their special abilities. But not enough to be like, oh, this is OP and shit. It's just you shoot each other to shit like you you get a rocket launcher and be like well fuck your ultimate i'll kill you anyway counter to what quake was always about it was supposed to be about just really quick twitch skill based everything's on an even keel there aren't classes yeah and this it's is more of a, a, a escape from side quest conversation like this, but still yeah um but anyway let's move on to our movie of the week i want to get this out of the way because it's been on my mind and it an hour and 40 minute movie felt like fucking three hours of uh, torture for me. So <laughs> let's get on to Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. Andy, this was your movie. I want you to start it off. What What did you like about it? What, just what was on your mind when you were watching this? Uh, it's another Tremors movie. I'm glad they didn't number it because that would make me even more cynical about it. Uh, for what it was supposed to be, it certainly succeeded. It's just about... Um, there's there's tremors in the Arctic now, and for some reason the Arctic just still looks like the Southwest, but with a stupid blue filter all over everything. <laughs> yeah. There's three large tremors and some of the ass blasters, and then they kill them. Oh, and the main character has, like, tremor cancer, tremor AIDS. Yeah. What? It's, all right. I remember vaguely watching the Tremors property and I don't remember it being this bad. <laughs> like yeah, I, the first one's good. I love the second one. Great. Like I feel I feel like Tremors one was trying to be serious and like probably how many are there? I I'm not sure. Like I said, they didn't number this one, so I don't really know. So there was gonna be a TV show at some point too. As each Tremors movie came out, it got like one of those bad like B movies and stuff. And B movies can be fine. Like if you have I guess this was six. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, but like B movies could be fine. But this movie, like it had every trope possible. Like you have this guy who's, you know, was he a military person in the the old the other Tremor movie? Yeah, he was like the the gun nut guy. Yeah, so he's your typical like marine, like fall in, sir. We know we got to get a sit rep and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I get it, cool. You're you're like an ex military person. Uh, he had the shop in Midwest that he owes like taxes and shit. Like, I thought that was kind of out there like that didn't need to be in there it was just funny i guess there was a lot more comedy than actual seriousness and i guess maybe that's what they were going for because they were aware that 
they're a bad movie, so might as well play up the fact that they're a bad movie. Mm -hmm. But I I didn't like any of the characters. Like the main character was funny, you know. Yeah, I like I love the main character, and his son was kind of interesting. But every other character was interchangeable, boring, just a face that could deliver exposition and hands that could hold a gun occasionally. Mm -hmm. A couple of them kind of had personality. The the guy who worked. Darpa, sort of. Um, but he the guy who got stuck at the top of the tower. Uh, the, the the girl who called him initially. But they were all like one beat. They they played the fact like this Darpa guy is like a big villain, but he ended up being nothing. It was yeah, like... he was just kind of which I kind of liked. Like I was, he was talking about they want to weaponize tremors and all this other shit, and I was like, oh, that figures. It sounds like any other sci-fi channel original horseshit movie. But uh, I kind of liked the reversal where it turned out no, he's just he's just some dickweed looking for water or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I will admit there was some parts where it was just like drawn out shit, and I was like okay, I get it, and I fast forward to the next scene. Because I was just like, I get it, that parasite inside of him is fucking with him. Do we really need, like, 30 seconds of him going, ah, ah, and, like, falling to the ground? There was at least five times he did that in the film, and and it was all drawn out of him being in agony. And I was like, okay, fast forward. And it, and I did that, and the, obviously the dialogue wasn't that great either. Uh, nah. I mean, this movie has the the quality of, I mean, that was probably the best way to put it a a sci fi original movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was direct to DVD. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty much what what you should expect out of that kind of stuff. It was it, it, as far as just a piece of shit sci fi action-y movie. Yeah, I guess I get it. It was fine. I gotta ask you the scene where they finally get to the, the Arctic and when the stupid doctor tries to go AWOL like, for the first time and he's coming back to the building and that's when he starts to have his episode with the parasite. Why did the doctor fall to the ground? Did he say, follow my lead? Did he? Yeah, yeah that was the joke. Okay. He said, uh, I want you to be my shadow or something like that. Yeah, because he was just like, he was copying every move. And I'm like, is that... He wanted, he wanted to stay alive. Yeah, I was like, is every is the parasite controlling everybody in that radius? Like, what's going on? But then, I mean, you just confirmed it. Like, he was just being a joke. Yep. Uh, the whole peeing on the the... What, what, what do they call them? The, the, that one tremor? The glass something? Started what? with a G. What was the tremor that was a G? They had to kill like two of them and leave one alive. Graboids, right? Graboids, there you go. That's what they're all called, I think. Well, no, isn't the one that fly, they called ass blasters or something? Oh, I mean, like, they've, they've, called, they've called the big ones Graboids since the first movie is what I mean. Yeah, um... Him peeing on it? Like, what was the point of the peeing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess to get its attention? I don't know why he did it that way instead of another way, but okay. I guess it was being funny again. <laughs> Basically, the humor in this movie was 
garbage, but, you know, I don't think that's what the movie is supposed to be about. There were a couple stunts that were kind of cool, but, man, they were way too, too in love with slow-mo, because every time something would happen, they'd slow it down real obnoxiously. Mm-hmm. I I think they broke the car for real, by the way, because I don't know if you saw it, like, when it went... Yeah, that looked practical. I mean, that that's what I'm talking about. Like, a couple of the stunts looked really good. Like, when the guy's in the truck and the thing comes up from underneath it, that looked like a really well-pulled-off stunt. Yeah, and to go back, I like the part where when the doctor is going to run away in the pickup truck before it got blown up and shit. Like, there was a part where one of the scientists, like, jump over the stairs and they slow-mo that. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's what I knew was being self-aware that, like, this is a shitty movie. Let's yeah, just... that's kind of part of the joke. Is, hey, all, the, all of our shit's slow-mo. Check that shit out. Yeah, I, I I like the part where uh, the son has Bert's gun, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what are you, what are you doing that with that HK? And then he's like, I guess he loved the gun more than me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there was certain parts where I was like, that's funny and shit, but other, yeah. I just it it felt so long, like. I knew where the movie was going. I knew he was going to be alive before they even got like, like, yeah, I, of course. Yeah. There was no, there's no real, uh, the only tension is which of the other characters are going to die. Mm-hmm. My favorite character is the one that's like, I could build anything. I'm a fucking MacGyver and shit. <laughs> you made the, uh, offense underground. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did laugh a little bit at like that. That actor was over the top at everything. Like he knew what movie he was in. And he was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna chew the hell out of the scenery." And I liked that. Like that. That that guy. Every time when he's throwing the dynamite in that one scene, mm-hmm. that scene is fucking stupid. But I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I actually cheered for him because he was like, <laughs> he was a likable character. Uh, him, him, and Bird had like a lot of charisma, and the son too. Uh, I didn't get the whole, whole part of like him putting the vest on and the the hat. I guess trying to be just like his dad, a leader, like yes. a, a hero. Sure. Um, the other scientists, I do love like they explained it like it's global warming without saying global warming. They just kept on saying it. You know, it's one of the hottest seasons in our Arctic. Yeah, I, I kept expecting it to like get up its own ass and try to talk about. Um, uh, climate change, but they never did, which I really liked. I, I thought that was a good benefit or a benefit. I, I, something good about the movie is that they had the chance several times to be preachy, and they they were like, "No, this is a fucking tremor. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna talk down to you about the environment, buddy. We're gonna see some monsters eat some guys. Okay, and that's what that's what you're here for." Yeah, and like you said before, this is definitely a low budget film because it's filmed literally in one area. Like yeah. And like that scene where they're on the snow, it's clearly sand, and they just like adjusted the color balance. <laughs> and that that is so distracting to me. I was like, oh god, this is hard to watch. It looks awful. And the whole time I was like, you know, <gasps> the hot springs and shit. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, it has to be somewhat cold in there. <laughs> like they're all like in the short sleeve shirts and shit. They're unbuttoned, and I'm like, yeah, no one, no one in that movie was dressed like they were in the Canadian. Not a single fucking person. 
they're all like in all the snow trying to drill and stuff and they all have like open coats and stuff and then i soon realized oh it's because they're probably shooting this in the southwest and all these actors are going to get heat stroke if they button those coats up yep and here's my theory i think they tried to get somewhere cold and they couldn't like canada i'm i'm guessing they would probably try to get i mean maybe but then you'd have to truck all that movie equipment up there probably cost too much money well toronto has a big uh sci-fi presence like stargate sg1 and atlantis was filmed there so like yeah but just outside of toronto is not gonna look like the arctic true very true but uh yeah this film i i appreciated that it was aware that it was a bad movie yeah i mean it, it it's it's trimmer's movie i think we knew what we were getting Mm-hmm. I, you know, honestly, I pretty much got what I wanted out of it. Like as far as the Tremors movie goes, that was about as good as I could hope. For. It wasn't as good as one, two, or three, but I've never seen three or five. It was fine. I kind of recommend it. I guess based on that. I I like I I just like how they captured the last one. Is it felt so unrealistic, especially. Yeah. The- Stupid. They used the plane to like hook it up out of the ground. That's I was like, what the? I, I didn't even fully understand what happened. Well, here's the thing: when the plane, when he has the hookup and the plane's coming, it wouldn't just be like, oh, you know, it, it tugged me a little bit. It would have fucking took him. <laughs> like he would have been flying and shit, in my opinion. And then yeah. when the tremor is like flying midair into the little tiny hole that <laughs> fucking created. I was like, that was too perfect. But whatever, it's a it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I would uh, I hated it. I hated it. But if you like Tremors and you know that Tremors movies are bad and you enjoy it, like my dad, my dad actually liked this film because he likes bad movies, then I do recommend it. But if you're looking for something that's going to be serious and have a lot of action in it. There was action, but like you roll your eyes kind of action. Be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I liked it. I recommend it. Like I said, you know what you're getting into. If you think you want to see another Tremors movie, then yeah, you want to see Tremors 6. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's all we have to say about Tremors. But next movie, we're going to be going down the sci-fi route again. A little bit of horror. A little bit of John Carpenter kind of like uh, like the thing, uh, special effects, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm interested now. So the monsters in this are going to have like pretty much how the thing was in the thing. Oh, I was hoping you meant it had like a ton of really excellent um, ageless practical effects. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that a little bit. So it's better if the effects in this movie aren't brilliant. I'm gonna be pissed off now. And it has a little bit of Hellraiser stuff in it too. So, uh, uh, I will say, I did see it. I just want to. Uh, I want Andy to see it so that we can discuss it. And I want to. Mm-hmm. And I want to see the movie again. But um. Uh, we do have one news to talk about, and I am really excited about it. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be Mysterio in the new Homecoming 
uh, Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Oh, it's called Homecoming 2? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, apparently, Homecoming 2 is going... Actually, I don't think it's being called Homecoming 2. I think that's just oh. its uh, uh, set title because they're going to Europe. It's not going to be in New York. Weird. So I'm guessing what's probably going to happen is that the school trip, there's going to be like a school field trip that's going to be in Europe and uh, Mysterio is going to be there. Mysterio is a, was a, he, he, he had like special effects in the cartoon, in the comics. He was uh, the guy with the globe for a head, right? Yeah. And he would steal like artifacts from like museums and shit. Kind of like your Scooby-Doo kind of villain kind of thing going on here. Uh, I don't know how they're going to portray it in like a live action film. I don't know if they're going to put the bowl on his head. <laughs> I hope so. But, I hope so. But I, I, I think they're going to Hollywood the shit out of it somehow. And make... But, but I'm still happy they're using uh, Mysterio because he's one of the greatest villains I think in the Spider-Man franchise next to Green Goblin and uh, uh, Shocker I should say and Venom. and Venom oh my god forgot about him which Venom the movie with Tom Hardy god I wish I wish they just let like Sony let Venom be in Marvel Universe but that's another discussion. It really is. I mean, I, I, I know why they won't, but I still wish they would. Mm-hmm. And Mysterio, his one of his thing, his powers is like he does like a lot of optical illusions and stuff. So that's how he usually escapes away with all the artifacts and shit. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, they did a real good job with uh, uh. Vulcan? No, Vulcan. Vulcan's fucking Star Trek. Uh, Vulture? Vulture, there you go. I don't know why I kept on saying Vulcan. God. Uh, but uh, Fucking Michael Keaton. Fucking amazing. Amazing yep. job. Oh, that movie. I, I guarantee you, you're, you're going to probably, if they keep Spider-Man around in Marvel, you're going to see Michael Keaton again. I hope so. He's still alive. He's just in prison. Yep, they just arrested him. He was kind of like a... He did like a little face turn at the end. Like, he became a good guy in a way. I got the impression that he wanted... Like, Spider-Man saved his life, so he wasn't going to sell Spider-Man out. You know, he was going to, like, spare his life in a way. Mm -hmm. But I get the impression that if he got out of prison, he would still want to handle Spider-Man personally. He still ruined everything. Yep. Because he is a criminal. He might come after him and try to, like, ruin Spider-Man's life or something. Yeah, I'm looking at one of the uh, pictures in the article of Mysterio being like a fucking giant in New York, <laughs> but it's like he—he's not really a giant. It's just an optical illusion, kind of like projected himself to be like a giant. <laughs> so I don't know how they're gonna do this. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be wacky as shit. So what a weird choice, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. But that, I mean, that, he's a great actor. I, I'm convinced he can do it. I don't know if you saw Nightcrawlers, but he was fucking fantastic at that. Like, oh, that film was crazy. 
Yeah, like, and, and it's, it's, I've seen him in things where he acts completely different from that movie, and that just proves he's a good actor. He can, he can be a different character. Very underrated. So I have a lot of faith in him. It's just, I can't picture how he's going to do Mysterio. I, I can't wait to see how he's going to do him. And I think Mysterio had, like, a accent. I, I think he was, like... Yeah, in the TV show he did. And he's like, I'm Mysterio, or something like that. I don't know. Hey, I'm a Mysterio. I'm Korean. <laughs> I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all the movie news. I mean, we were discussing this before. There's a lot of Deadpool uh, solo shit, which, by the way, I'm seeing solo on Thursday. I might. I was talking to a friend about going, but we might just wait till Friday or Saturday. Yeah, my my brother and dad were like, well, not my dad, just my brother. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to see it. And I'm like, all right, I'll get a ticket, too. And I'm going to see it IMAX. And I know I know I get, gave in a lot of hate to Star Wars, but I do want to generally see what Ron Howard does with Solo. Because Ron, yeah. Ron Howard's a good director, so. I feel like, I mean, part of me feels like I just have to get this out of the way. It's like, okay, there's a Star Wars movie. I better go see it. Mm-hmm. But man, I really hope it defies my expectations. I think this should be, and I know you liked the Last Jedi, but I think this could be a redeeming film. Last for- Jedi was okay. I don't want to give the impression that I loved Last Jedi. It's just, it was just better than everyone said it was. Yeah, well, you you liked it more than the people that ultra hate it, like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it would be a redeeming if this movie was great. Because it would get people excited for J.J. Abrams' Episode Nine, in my opinion. Because if you have The Last Jedi, which was like a 50-50 kind of thing, and then you have Solo, which is again going to be a 50-50, that's a bad look for Star Wars, in my opinion. Because well, it, it survived it before. It used to be like 10-90, and those were the prequels, and the 90 was hated it. <laughs> Yeah, we almost didn't get any more Star Wars. After the yeah, we wouldn't have Lucas hadn't sold it. Mm-hmm. Because George Lucas is like, well, you don't like my shit. Well, fuck you. I'm keeping this. And- yeah. Supposedly, he's making a bunch of experimental bullshit just for him. I'm sure he's actually just sitting around eating Cheetos, watching TV or whatever. But I'd really like to see what he I mean, I give him props for coming up with the uh, with Star Wars, like, he he had a lot. He had a lot of talent around him. He revolutionized sci-fi movies. In my he movies. He revolutionized going to theaters. He created the blockbuster and the must-see summer movie. Before him, that, that wow wasn't a thing. Get out of here, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That could be looked at in. M- many positive ways and many negative ways because look at look at movies now where it's just like we have to have these blockbuster hits now to like go to the movies instead of just going to the movies because hey this is an interesting flick to see like all these oscar movies like uh the shape of water and all that stuff i didn't really know about it until the oscars i mean sometimes that's all people care about they just want to see the big movies they want to see Marvel movies, Transformers, DC, what you know, stuff like that. And yeah, it's fine. Everyone's got their own. 
Yeah, but when it's littered like that, like where it's just like superhero, 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 maybe like uh, uh, what's that one? Fuck, Ready Player One, uh, and then then more superhero than Transformers, and like I get it, that's what the majority wants, wants, but then you're missing out on good indie films and good films like Shape of Water, like that are have purpose and have great writing and or have put thought into it rather than being like, we need to have like this action scene here. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I, I guess I'm the minority where I want to watch these thoughtful films, great films. But I don't know what else to talk about. I mean, we have a, we have a new podcast coming out next week. Escape from side quest. Do you want to do you want it to stream on the Big Trouble Little Podcast YouTube? Um, well, I guess for now. Seems like a lot of work to create a whole bunch of more stuff. Using mm-hmm. Big Trouble stuff. Yeah, and it, like like we said, everybody like this week we had big. We just did Big Trouble. Then next week is Escape, and then alternate, alternate. So it'll be Big Trouble, and then it'll be Escape. And like, you'll have like a little rest period to watch the movie two weeks instead of just one week. And then it'll be Ghost of Mars. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to add, Andy? Any projects you want to splurt out yet, or are you still working on it? Nope, nothing. Yeah. Um. Was my game journal thing? I'm still working on it. Uh. I, I I actually been downloading a lot of emulators. I I have like a retro cast I want to do, but games that I like to play. I don't want to be like I haven't played this retro game, so let me play it. I just want to go back into like Star Fox. I want to go back into uh, Terminator versus RoboCop, <laughs> like things I grew up with. But on that note, everybody, I think we'll end episode 40 of Big Trouble Podcast. Next week, we have The Void. Oh, well, next two weeks, I should say, we'll have The Void. Next week, we'll have E3 predictions on Escape from SideQuest. Everybody, have a good night. Thanks for listening.